Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live.
Every message, every message that was spoken today, the song, are all leading up to what we're about to do. All right. We are going to be active today. And uh, we're going to talk about some things that uh, are very necessary. And all right, talk to the audience. Let me know if you can hear me. There we go. And we're going to talk about really entering into the presence of God. We're going to give you, you know, if any of you are like me, you want to know the mechanics behind it and how it works and maybe be guided into a relationship with the Lord that sometimes becomes hidden myths. Many times we pray and you know, the Bible says that we're spirit, soul, and body. Amen? The, the Bible says that we are, his spirit lives within us. As a matter of fact, let's turn to the books of Proverbs 10.27 right quick. Who's got it? You got it? Read out loud. Proverbs 10, 27. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who stand him. Wrong one. 
I think I think I've got something. I I wrote something. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be short. All right. Um, I got. I think I can't read my writing, so I'm gonna be. <laughs> so. No, it's, not, it's just the way I printed it. I just, I was printing really quick. Um, no, uh, I'm not sure. Let me look. Let me let me get there and see myself. Let me read what's in Ephesians first, and and then we'll go there. Because it, it actually should be that the that the uh, spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, and. Uh, Verse 23 of Ephesians chapter 4 says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away all all lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Now, let me just bring this into something. Oh, 2027. That's right. Couldn't read it. I said, okay, read that one, Pam. Isn't that perfect? Now just watch it. I apologize to some of y'all who read it and it came out wrong, but that was my fault. And and it says it in another version, Ephesians 4.23. And, and, and listen, that the, can, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord that lights up all the inward parts of what? The body. And I'm bringing this up because we are a triune body. We are a triune creature created in him. And, and listen to what happens. Um, I'm going to call both of you guitarists up there in a minute. And that you be renewed in the spirit. Well, let's, let's find out what it says. Put away as concerning your former way of life, the old man that grows corrupt after the lust and deceit. Well, it says that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man who in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness, holiness, and truth. Therefore, putting away falsehoods, speak to one another, speak to each one of his neighbors, for we are members of one another. I'm going to go this way. Be renewed in your mental attitude. Clothe yourself with the new nature, which was created according to God's image in righteousness and true holiness. Therefore, stripping off falsehoods, let each of us speak the truth to each neighbor, for we belong to one another. Now, what I like about this, it doesn't talk about like saying, wow, man, you know, I bought this hamburger at this place and it was so good about that kind of lying. What it's saying is that put off falsehood means that you get the old man off, which is not you anymore. The falseness, see, you were created in what? Righteousness and true holiness. The new man is created that way. Put off the old man, which is the falsehood. Because, you know, when we, re, when we begin to live after the old man, we are denying the blood of Jesus and everything that was completed at the cross. Therefore, we put on a false front. Say false front. Many people live in that false front. It's on the outside. That's why it says the old man. Which is the old man? The flesh. Okay? So he says put away false everyone says, well, you know, put away this, you know, speak the truth. We gotta get our doctrine right. So many different oddball things come out from that scripture. Let me let me read it in this instance, amplified version here. It says and then be continually renewed from time to time, progressively made young again by or within the spirit or the attitude, breath effect of your mind or from the mind, which is, which is you. 
Now that word mind there is the same word in the in the Greek that's in the Hebrew. It begins to say that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, which searches the inward parts of the belly or the inward parts of man. So I want you to understand that you are a spirit. You possess a soul and you have a body. I'm here with me so far. So in the Old Testament, when we think of approaching God, everyone says in the Old Covenant, it was external. Listen to me, I don't want to lose anybody in here because this is very important. Because after this, you will never seek God the same. So I don't want to lose any of the youth. I don't want to lose any of the kids. We're going to break up into groups in a little bit, and we're going to do some things. But I want you to understand this part real, real carefully. In, in the, so everyone say New Covenant? New covenant. It's internal. internal. You know that Jesus said some things that blew people's minds because people take it for granted when he says that out of your belly shall flow the rivers of living water. Why did he say shall? Because it wasn't yet. Jesus, here's a hint in interpreting the New Testament when Jesus spoke. Jesus was speaking from the Old Covenant into the New Covenant, what was about to take place. That's why they didn't understand it. That's why he would say things like, you say this, but this is what I say. What did he come to do? To destroy the works of the devil by, by doing what? Showing you the Father. Showing you the Father's desire and showing you who, if God were present with you, this is what he would be doing. Remember the woman caught in adultery? That was a father ministering to his daughter. I don't say any wrong in this. I'll say it again. I don't say any wrong in this. Get up. Go and sin no more. See, he didn't command her. He encouraged her. It's his kindness, his love that leads to what? Repentance. Repentance. What does that mean? Don't do it again or you're going to die. No, it means change your mind. Change your attitude. Begin to walk with him. Walk. And you know what? That that person followed him. Follow him to the cross. Help pick up the body, help bury and prepare the body, and help bury the body. Was there when he rose and followed him thereafter. Isn't that amazing? When, you, when salvation touches you, you never want to go back. When salvation touches you, you never want to go back. You've got to catch this. Now watch this. Watch this. We're going to take you from the outer court, which has to deal with the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the things that deal with this that want to make this... See, a lot of times, this wants to make everything you do the pleasure capital of the world. When you enjoy a good meal, it's out here. When you enjoy the, the beach, it's out here. When you enjoy skiing, mountain biking, whatever it is that you like to do outdoors, do all that thing, that's out here. Right? All, some of the bad things have become there. It's all here. But he said that's part of the flesh. But see, we're forgiven from the bad stuff we do here, and the good stuff is to be what? It's like life. You know, all life is not play. That's why people who teach you uh, in, in seminars on how to live life and be successful, they say you're going to work hard, but you'll also play hard. That's why the Bible says, watch, we don't kill the old man in order to live, and what I'm talking about is the flesh, what do, we do, what do we do? We bring the flesh into submission. Because watch this. The Bible talks about being sanctified spirit, soul, and body. That's what Paul said in the, in the, in the Thessalonian book. Be sanctified. He mentioned all three parts. Now watch what he said. Now why? 
Now, I, I want to show you these things because the inner court has everything to do with what? When we come to the presence of God, well, how do we deal with the outer man? What? The inner man is all, the inner, the, the inner mind or the, the mind, the will, and the emotions are going to remind you what you did on the outside. How many have been there? You do goofy things, you do things that are cool, you do things that are good, you do whatever it is you do. And the minute you start to play, how many know that, the, that that inner man starts to say, and I'm talking about the soul, starts to say, hmm, you don't get with God? Because your flesh is talking to the soul. You don't get with God? You know where you've been? You know what you've been doing? You know what you've been saying? You know how you drove, drove to work today? You know all the people you cursed? If, you, if, you, if your words were bombs, there would be scattered debris all over the freeway. How many know, how many know what I'm talking about? How many know that sometimes your, your thoughts about people? If you, if you were God, there'd be a lot of people in hell. Is it true? And so those are, and, you're, and you're, this reminds you of all these things that you're there. And so what do we have to do uh, uh, in the inner court? The outer court, what do you deal with? The sin. You get ready to come in. So you bring that flesh under control. The inner court, you try to get the soul to be still, the mind, the emotions, the inner life. The dialogue, your thoughts, your opinions. You know, there's, there's, we have to take, the Bible says, take captive the thoughts. But we have to come in. How many have ever been trying to talk to God? And as you start to talk to God, you, the devil or your soul reminds you of all the undone things you have to do. You try to get still before God and you think of everything. That, well, I've got to call the doctor. I've got to call, got to call the attorney. I've got to call, you know, uh, oh, man, I haven't talked to my grandma in six weeks. Man, I got, how many? How many know that sometimes you get, try to get quiet before God and, you're, and, 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 you're, and your mind becomes busy with all the things that have to be done? You know what you do? You put a pat on the side and say, thank you, Mr. Devil. You write it all down and say, now I don't have to think about those things. Okay, let's go in a little bit more. Because they might be accurate things you have to do. Get a post-it note, post-it note and just, just put them all over the place. There, done. It's easy for a guy to do that because guys can be, they have, they have little caverns that you just put aside. It's easy. Especially when, when women ask a guy, what are you thinking? And he goes, nothing. It truly is. He's got a little cavern that says nothing. There's nothing there. But it's true. Now watch this. He says that we are to be made progressively renewed from time to time and made young. How are you made young? What does it say in Ephesians 5, 17? Excuse me. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says all things are become new every day. Every day, what do we do? We come back to newness of life. It talks about the newness of life in Romans. It talks about the newness of life in the book of Ephesians. It talks about the newness of life. Everywhere you go, it talks about the newness of life. His mercies are new every month. Every morning. That's true. You got it. You know what? You get up in the morning, the devil reminds you, say, ah, today's morning. I have new mercy. Shut up, devil. You know what I mean? We're being renewed every day in the spirit of our mind. The spirit of your mind is the will and the emotions and all of that stuff. So you put, and you know what? How many can't get in the presence of God? I just, I just can't pray. I'm mad. That's where you bring that, that stuff and bring it to the cross and say, God, I'm going to lay it all out. Because see, right in there, too. It says, and be angry and sin not. Why? Because I can't get in God's presence when I'm really ticked. 
That's what you take care of in the inner court. Who is in the inner court? The priesthood. The showbread. You deal, God deals as a priest to minister to the stuff that keeps you from entering the Holy of Holies. I want, you, I want you to catch this. This is powerful stuff. Romans chapter 12. See, the, the, the Bible teaches us, I like that scripture that Pam wrote. The spirit of man is a candle. He searches all the inward parts of the, of the, of the body. Guess what? Listen to me, Seth, Manny, Mark, Annalisa. Listen carefully. Search me, O oh God. And know my what? I can't hear you. Know my what? Search me, O oh God, and know my? Try me and know what? My thoughts. And see if there be? And lead me in the? No, lead me in the path everlasting. I'm giving you that path. That was a song. That's <laughs> but guess what? Now, I don't want you to spend forever there because if you spend a lot of time getting that candle and searching that part of you that is always wicked, you're going you're to be digging forever. Look at me. How many know that if you see, see if there be any wicked way in me, you're going to be going there, 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 there. How many know? You know what it is is you find that part that's not good in you and see if there be. Then you know what you do? Watch this. Look at me. Everybody look at me for a minute. See if there be. Mm, yes, there is. Now, lead me in the path. Let me do it again. See if there be any wicked way in me to light this. Bam! It's right there. Now, lead me in the way. Did you catch that? Yeah. See, we'll stay there. Because God doesn't judge you if you see anything that's in here that's not right. Okay? Lead me. Get me out. Isn't that good news? That's what happens in the inner court. See, we've got to be that, that inner court. Now, see, that's what you do. And then you get deep. You get still. You say, now I can get in this presence. You know, all that can happen quick. But I'm teaching you a path. Say a path. So God comes and deals with you because why? You're his priest. See, the priest, before he got into the Holy of Holies, went here. He had to. He couldn't even sweat because it showed that it was his works. Isn't that a, what a wonderful picture of grace? Because that man had to enter in by faith. Because he had to see if there be any wicked way in me. God, I turn myself totally over to you to lead me in the way everlasting because it has nothing to do with me because I will find the wicked way. So he had to be so trusting as a priest in God that he was clean because of the ceremonial washings and all the things that took place as he entered in. He had to be there before the people. Let me tell you that right now. Those of us called the ministry, we got to be there before the people. It's just like, see this outfit I got on? If I were someone who was training you in that way, guess what? That's why I like to, I used to talk to these guys. He goes, you know what? It's not as glamorous as it seems because you're the first one up and you're the last one down. And sometimes you got to be the one that gets up to get them up. And then you put them down again and then you go down yourself just to get up in another hour to do it all over again. They have to be there before everybody else. So do the priests. Yeah. Listen. How many know that we're accountable to God for other people? 
But you know what it takes? That's right. Not because, can I tell you, I used to get all shook up. Teachers are more accountable. They got to be more accurate. No, 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 no. It means you got to be there already. If not, I'd be in hell already because when I started teaching, I was teaching. I, there's things I get read about, just oh, red face. I'm so sorry, God, but, but guess what? He still showed up. I would teach nonsensical stuff, and the presence of God would show up. Why? Not because I was so accurate, but because I expected God to show up. He knows me. Can I tell you something? We can't judge each other. You know why? Because when we look at the pictures that our kids draw us when they're six years old versus the pictures that they draw us when they're nine, way different. I know this is you, Mom. Big eye, little eye, real jet black hair. You know, but kids are trying to just draw something. Unless you got a prodigy that all of a sudden just. We all look like Picasso paintings when they're six years old. True? Manny drew a picture of a mice and man when he was in ninth gym grade. He thought he could get away with stick, stick figures, and I was sitting outside waiting for him, and I heard the teacher go, you've got to be kidding me. And she's real loud. <laughs> she, she put the X-Tex on him big time, and he had to draw beyond just, you couldn't get away with the teacher to draw something halfway. <laughs> but it was awesome. But what I'm telling you is that we, you know, when we begin to enter in, let's go to Romans, are you at Romans chapter 12? One. Uh, I, I, I didn't even make it sound sarcastic. But. <laughs> no, I'm going to read it here right quick. And then, let's see. What, what version Bible do you have? What version do you have? I have an RV. Okay, I, I like that one. You'll read it in a minute. Now, what's it said? From Paul, a servant of Jesus, the Messiah, called to be an apostle and set apart for God's gospel, which he promised beforehand through the prophets of, in the Holy Scriptures. Gosh, uh, I'm, I'm just uh, command, command the spirit of dyslexia to leave me. I went to I, I went to Romans one twelve. <laughs> you know, people like that drive. They they drive they drive, they drive dyslexia. They signal right but turn left. But anyway, watch. Now watch. I therefore urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy. That's what I need right now. I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice that are holy and pleasing to God. For this is the reasonable way for you to worship. Everyone say, right living is worship. He doesn't, you know, that's, it. that's what you do. It's a living sacrifice. Why is it a living sacrifice? Because it's a sacrifice. How many know it's a sacrifice to get up a little earlier and pray? True. Especially if, you, especially if you're nocturnal. Some of you are nocturnal, and you don't pray when you're you don't pray and read the Bible when you're nocturnal. If you're a gamer, you play games, and if you're a movie buff, you watch movies. But watch this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be continuously transformed by the renewing of your minds. There's a renewing of the minds again. That you may be able to determine what God's will is, and what is proper, pleasing, and perfect. Watch this. I want you to see this. For by the grace given to me, I ask that every one of you not think of yourself more highly than they ought to think. Rather, think of yourself with sober judgment on the measure of faith that was assigned to you. 
They're going to say to me. Now, this is why he's telling you this. He's telling you, first of all, this is for everybody. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice that are holy. But holy doesn't mean pious. Holy means separate to him. In other words, you take that time and you take your body and you say, I am yours. Now, watch this. You take this body that you check out to make sure that there's no wicked way. You get past the labor. You get past the outer courts. You come in and you're getting in God's presence and you're saying, Lord, you know what? My attitude's been funky lately. And so I come and wash at your labor. And I'm cleansed, God. You're like King David, who was out in battle, had the enemy's blood all over him, comrade blood all over him. He had been, you know what, might have hit some. It's kind of like, um, what is it, El Diablo? He took a sword and got some guy, just got him in the back. <laughs> took a head off and he said, man, you got the guy in the back. His back was to me. No, I'm kidding, but watch. What happened was, David, I first heard that remark, we just started laughing. But anyway, he come in. How many know that all is fair in fighting when you're in war? And so he'd come in, and, and he'd be outside the city. All, he and all his soldiers had to get ceremonies clean before they walked into the city. Because they used to call it the holy city of Jerusalem or the city of David. And he'd come in, get himself right, go before the priest, they cleanse him, he'd come in and come in and come in. Each, you know, take, and was ministered to. And then they come in and talk to all the other people. Kind of like having a spiritual hazmat suit, you know, and just get himself right. Well, this is what it talks about right now. We present our bodies, they're living holy. Holy means that you set yourself apart and it pleases God. This is the reasonable way for, for you to worship. You get started for the day and you please God. Now watch. But don't be conformed to this world. Now, what does verse 2 say in the NIV? Not conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and improve what God's will is. This is good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay? You will be able to prove. You test it. Everyone say test. You test it. You prove it. But watch this. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time there, but I'm going to talk to you. Be continuously transformed. Now, that word transform, it's the same word. When Remember what happened at the Mount of Transfiguration when the disciples were with Jesus and all of a sudden he starts talking to these holy men and prophets that had gone on before him and they're all right there and, and you know, homeboy's drunk in the spirit and he says, hey, man, let's build a house. Man, this is cool. Let's all stay in this tabernacle. Tabernacle with the men of God. In the presence of God. They were trans- he saw Jesus totally transfigured, looking like he's going to look when he's in heaven. Now, some people might say, wait a minute, doesn't the Bible say don't communicate with the dead? These guys weren't dead. What? These guys weren't dead. These men already possessed eternal life. Anyway, that's a whole other thing in case people kind of bring this stuff up. But watch. What do you do to get transfigured? We just got through reading in Romans, I mean in Ephesians chapter three, or with the scripture, the last scripture in Ephesians, by the renewing, of, by the, the the entering in and becoming young again in the things of God. How do you become young again? Take yourself back to the new mercies which are every day. Take yourself back to that place where all things have become new. You're born again, again, but you're grown, but you're more mature. And so what happens, you begin to, we are, we live, if we stay this way, we'll live transfigured. Now watch this. Why will we live transfigured? Because see, what happens, we renew the spirit of the mind, how? Every day becoming intent. But what do we do? We come into this word, world, 
but see, you prove out what works for you. If I see Miguel and I see him and I begin to judge him because he's not as old as he thinks, you know what, can I tell you something? If I judge him because of his age or time with God or because, watch this, uh, this this isn't true, I'm just saying it. Because he goes to Calvary Chapel, and, and uh, he might go to the First Nazarene Church, and, and uh, there's a whole bunch of first ones. We don't know which one's first. But anyway, what happens is, and, then you, and, you, and, and they come, and, and then they'll pray for you. Some prideful people might turn around and say, what are they going to pray? You judge, because he is before God, and through his mind, and through the renewing of that mind, he begins to determine and test out what God's perfect, proper, and pleasing will is for him. He has an active relationship with Jesus Christ, the active relationship. You know what happens if you, don't, if you have an active, relation, uh, an active account or an active membership somewhere and you don't go? What happens after a while? How many go, know that you try to go over there and sign in again and it doesn't work? If you don't use something, it expires. Well, this thing is something that you do every day. For by the grace given to me, I ask everyone that you not think of yourselves more highly. Why? Because I'm doing what I'm doing, and you're doing what you're doing, and together we're the body of Christ. Watch, because he says, to think of yourself with sober judgment on the measure of faith that God has assigned to each one of you. This is what happens in the Holy of Holies. You begin to understand your assignment for the day And God will give you what you need based upon the light that you carry. What's that light based on? The level of faith? The gifting, the AGTs that you were given. Remember, the AGTs are given according to what? Your abilities. At that moment. He says that everyone operates based on the ability that they have for the moment. And here, it talks about the metros, the metros, which means that which has been built out to you. In other words, you come to me, and you only have this, a, a little handful, a bucket. How many know that we all have larger hands, and some have small hands? You put them together, it looks like it's a lot. It's a lot for you because your hands are small. But someone else come, and they have our senior hall fingers that just come out to about 12 inches each, and they just... You cup your hands, and, and then that one, that one can contain more. You know, it's crazy. Watch. Have you seen some of these, these guys that, eat, that, that, that enter into hot dog eating contests? And, and then they show these guys that look like they're warehouses. And then, you, then the guy who won is, is, is a skinny little Japanese guy who ate 23 hot dogs. And you wonder, where'd it go? Who knows? But it's in there, <laughs> in the legs and the arms. But, but it's all there. But his capacity, his metros to, to, to receive was bigger than the guy that's built like a warehouse. This is what it's talking about. Some of us enter the presence of God, and it's like, okay, this is what I can receive. But what did, now watch this. Believe it or not, these guys' capacity to receive are based upon, watch this, what they do beforehand. They ready themselves. 
Now you might be saying, so God actually works upon you based on your performance? No. See, new wineskins or mindskins, the new wineskin will expand and receive more. Old wineskins will tear. That's why we renew our mind. How do we renew our mind? By the washing of the water of the word. Taking in the word. You know that faith comes by hearing, hearing by what? The word of God. Do you know that the more that we feed ourselves in the word, listen carefully, the more we feed ourselves in the word the, 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 and begin to change and renew our mind through repentance. You know what repentance means? Changing your mind. Changing the way that you do things. The more that you do this, watch what happens. Listen carefully. We begin to increase the capacity to receive from God. Does it, is this making sense to you? Now, I'm going to show you this here. We're, we're probably almost ready here. It's the lamp of the body. Watch this. It, it shows us. But it's, it gets you to a place of true, watch this, true priesthood. Because when you, when you renew your mind, you get to know more of the mind of God. You know, I heard a, a statement said the other day. I, I don't know if it was on DVOB or somebody said it. And it, they said, you know why we have eternal life? Because it takes an eternity to really get to know the mind of God. You know that even when you're sitting with him in the heavenly, you still don't know the mind of God. Isn't that something? Or what? He says, forever you'll be obeying before you understand. And you know, God is something because he, he's, he's a God of faith. And you know what he does? He gives you the ability to carry out what he's asking you to do before you can understand it. And when you, it's in the doing that you understand. But anyway, that, that, that's just for free. Now, in the spirit, we commune with God. When we begin to ready our hearts, watch this. When we begin to understand, now I'm going I'm to give you some truth right here. When you begin to understand who you are, where does Christ live? Where does God live? In me, in you. He needs a house ready. Now, here's what you are. See, the Ark of the Covenant contains the presence of who? The Ark of the Covenant contained the presence of who? That's right. Where was the mercy seat on the, on the Ark of the Covenant? Where was it? Everyone say, give me the physical location of the, Ark of the mercy seat. On the top. Now listen carefully. Listen carefully. Where's the mercy seat on, on, on you, Abad? Where is the mercy seat, Abad? Let me ask you something. Where did the blood, what, what did the blood cleanse? What can wash away my sin? What becomes white as snow? What becomes white as snow? I don't want to say me. The mercy seat abides upon you. The mercy of God abides upon you. You're covered. Now watch this. Watch this. Because you're the Ark of the Covenant upon this earth. You know why it is that everywhere the, the soles of your feet touch becomes blessed and under the realm of your authority? Because you are you're the Ark of the Covenant. You know why the mercy seat comes, abides in you? Because you're able to do this. But Jesus coming in my life. Jesus, what am I giving her? Mercy. You know, that's why Jesus said if you forgive any, a man in his sins, they'll be forgiven. 
But if you don't, they remain. What does it mean? You don't give them salvation. See, the mercy seat just came. Showed her mercy and she received the Lord. Now watch this. The presence of God abides in you. That's why you can put your hand to anything and it prospers. Just like with Obed-Edom's house. See, what happens is we have to get our Western mindset and begin to think of ourselves as carriers of God's presence. Christ is in you. He's in you, absolutely. Not, not with reason, not with um, only if you do this or only if you do that. Did you know that in the Old Testament, if you do this, then this will happen? A lot of that stuff bled into the, into the New Testament, but Jesus didn't say that. Jesus made emphatic statements. If you do what I say, this is what you got. Now, well, that was giving a preview of coming attraction. Because then he did something crazy and says, you know what? I'm going to go to the left, and you're going to go to the right. And when you go to the right, I want you to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. Isn't it amazing? He told you just to do it. Um, I don't do these things. God in me. Shut up. He told them. He gave them instructions. Now, his words are spirit and life. When you listen to his words, spirit and life came into you, and you followed the delegated authority that he gave you. Notice he instructed you to do it. These guys didn't light out on themselves to do it. Wow, that was fun. Let's try it again tomorrow. No, they couldn't do that. The pattern in the Old Testament is that they sought the Lord, and he gave them the victory. You understand, you understand how that is? It was delegated authority for that moment. They didn't do it every day unless he told them to do it. What was he teaching them? Don't do anything. Watch if He's the manifestation of the Father with them. When, he, when they heard an instruction, they heard an instruction that God the Father gave him to tell them. Then he's going to say, you're going to be just like me, which means that God the Father is going to tell you and direct you by the Holy Spirit what to do. And guess what will happen? The, 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 there'll be healings. The devils will be cast out. You follow what I'm saying? Et cetera, et cetera. Whatever he asks you to do, you'll do. But let's get back to rewind something because we need to hear God's voice. Here's the thing that we, when we pray, we need to understand to hear God's voice. Sometimes we come out of prayer and we're confused. I don't know if I heard him. I don't know this. I believe in faith. I'm going to stand in his word. But you don't know which way to go. So we're going to do something right now. We're going to take a journey. We're going to deal with the flesh. We're going to deal with the soul. And then we're going to clear our minds. Now watch this. I'm not New Age. New Age stole something from Christianity that they didn't have because Christianity, they, they, can I tell you something? Sometimes Christianity made you feel like you were a marionette. Do this, and I'll do that. Do this, and you're just jumping around for God, and you need no freedom. But we're going to do something. There's a couple songs we're going to play. Manny and Mark are going to come up here and accompany the, the man of God as he sings. But we're going to sing these songs, and we're going to talk about these things. Because, see, there's a, these songs are perfect because they take you into the presence by dealing with the outer man, and then you say, okay, now I'm still, and I begin to talk to him and say, God, talk to me. And did you know that you pray in the Spirit, and God will begin to fill you? He'll begin to fill you, begin to hear from God. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Tonight, you will hear God's voice. You will hear it. Well, how do I know if it's me? You know, he's going to sound just like you, because watch this. The Spirit of Man, everyone say Spirit of Man, is the candle of the Lord. I am a spirit. I possess a soul. And I live in a body. I am a spirit. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. 
guess what? When God speaks to your spirit, your spirit speaks back to you. It sounds just like you. You won't hear, Miguel, build me an ark. Mark, see that mountain, go to it. You don't hear it like that. We just not talking Heston's voice. <laughs> what we do is we, sometimes it sounds a lot like me. Yes. Because he speaks to you. He speaks to the inner man for the inner man. Amen. And the inner man speaks to me. Isn't that something? Well, how do I know I'm not making it up? That's what you do in Romans chapter 2. You try and test everything. Isn't that amazing how God comes back with the answers? You try and test it. Why? Because it's faith, man. How many of you thought you heard God and you start out and you're going like, something in here telling me it's not? Can I tell you what's not a sin? You start out going something for God and it's not right, and you go, that's not a sin to back up. Say, God, you know, I thought I heard you. Guess what? Paul did it three times before he went to Macedonian call. You know what happened? His whole ministry team. That's what I love the most. He had a ministry team that was loyal. They launched out. Let's go. It's an undertaking. When we take out Judah, when they take out Judah, we used to tell Manny, it's going to be like you're moving out, dude. Every time he takes Judah out, you're taking the diaper bag, this, this, and the stroller. I mean, you know what? Thank God he's got a suburban. <laughs> like you're moving out. So you come home, she goes in with a baby, and you're carrying all this stuff back in. Now, well, what's this? They went and did all the stuff with Paul. Then he came back. Then one day he wakes up and says, Hey, everybody, God showed me a dream. You think everybody's going to go, Oh, Paul. We're going to Macedonia. Macedonia now, okay. You know, but it would be the right thing. Paul was doing that. He was following the word by principle, but he was learning every day to hear the voice of God. So I'm in good company if I'm like Paul. All of us are. So what's this? We're going we're gonna to sing one song, and I don't know how many times, but it'll take, we're going to really prepare our hearts. Now, don't be prideful. That's not me. I'm already past all this. You know what? If, you're, if, you're, if, you, if you say that the minute the song comes in, you're like those dudes that sat with Jesus that said, I'm not like all these other sinners. I'd rather have... I'd rather be partially right with God and be the guy who says, hey, dude, mention me in paradise. Because Jesus looked at him and said, man, that guy has a good heart. Truly, you'll be with me there. But the guy was pounding his chest. Man, there's nothing wrong with me. Can I tell you something? All of us. All of us need to check. Come on now, you know that's true. Every day, I am fully aware that if I depended on me, I fall short. But it's a spirit within me that makes me who I am. Seth, you ready with the first one? You been with me or you been with homework? You been with me? All right, good. Now, go put the first one that I told you. Now, I want you to join in with that singing on this song. You could, or you can meditate on it and make it you.
busy 
so mesmerized by the everything that we say we have to do. And we're living from the outside and not living from the inside. A lot of times I'll start singing that song to myself. I say, God, because you know what? You want to know something? You want to feel his presence every time you talk to him? A lot of people say, I just don't feel his presence right now. You want to? Start with that song. Because moments with him have they not always have to be, but they're experiential. Because you're quelling your emotions and telling them, shh. And when they do, your, your, your emotions become alive. Let's put on the second song. Now, you're asking the Holy Spirit now. Oh, 
start out every every day in your prayer life with these two songs. It puts it in perspective. You can see blowing out the dust within. It's not that you haven't done anything. We think of dust because you haven't moved in a while. No. When you you know what? When Jesus walked, you know why they, they had to wash your feet? It's because you picked up the dust of the day and you bring the dust of the world back into your home. So what you do is you clean the dust. Every day we're out in the world and we pick up the dust of the world. And what do they say? Rushing wind coming below the dust. Daily. Daily. Making your image. Now watch this. A lot of people say, God, come down. Don't be dead. How do you Thank you. 
I mean, here just heard just still small voice on the inside. Got fighting in the first side. What did you hear me? Huh? Thank you. 
When we get to move by the Holy Ghost, Rick, you'll get that sensation. You'll know. You'll know. This is something we practice. This is why what we're talking about is basic training. And this is what it is, basic training to enter in. And here, enter in here. You know, a lot of times I'll sit with an open Bible and I'll have a song. I'll go, to, I'll, go to, I'll go to the book of John. I'll go to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms, sometimes I'll find myself in the book of Psalms. I'll go to John and I look at the discourse of Jesus and his disciples. And what happens is that he speaks through his word many times. Second Chronicles, for whatever reason, I find a lot of stuff in it. One of my favorite books as well. Genesis 26 is a favorite of mine as well. I'll go there to see what God is saying. He speaks to some of the same scriptures. But I'll tell you something. Yes, now with these, if I love music so much, I'll find these songs in the mind.
117. Well, I do go to there quite a bit. Ephesians 117, and I begin to pray the 117 prayer in Ephesians. But this stuff is real. Amen. Amen. Now, Crystal, the Bible says that the
Embroham Rafera de Brasher de Ketara, Ugombra Brahasin de Se, Indesete Brefon Brasiter Ebre, Ohamba Frembrefera Bra, Echetera Brasara de Brasara Brasate, Indrebre Sotora Brahambreso Dotora Bro, O Frombre de Erikia Sarabra Andresara, Ejera Brasero de Brasera Brasara, Imbrasara Dira Baham Brosam Brisire, Imbreso Nombro Sambresara. Imbrasa terebre, sata facenderebe. Aleluya, lebron de la baja, se terebre, aja sata. Indojosa de abraja, tera tera sara baja sa. Imbofambre tera baja sa sa. Indrese de aja sa. Imbrosa de abraja. Imbrosa de abraja sa. Imbresona, prisa de abraja sa sa. Imbrosa de abraja. audience we are now going to dismiss and specifically filled with the Holy Spirit and we pray for her be blessed may God reveal more and more and more to you as you enter in the Holy of Holies be blessed be blessed be blessed hallelujah
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.